Welcome to 9000, episode 166, Red. Uh, yeah, strangest um, little garage band glitch that I think we've ever encountered, Mark. That sounded like a chipmunk. Of yeah. course it was my track. Mark turned into a chipmunk. I said I think we should have just posted it. Yeah, mine mine's sounded mine sounded fine. Now my audio is way different than it's been in years. It's kind of exciting, isn't It'll it? It'll be exciting, but uh a whole new dynamic. Uh-huh. Live from the romper room. A couple uh, of fully vaxxed stallions live from the romper room. Yeah, we've done all we've yeah. said all this before. We can't do it again, so we're gonna have to just let's let's give them the highlights, Josh. I think the biggest loss is definitely our Enneagram segment uh we was magic figured out that mark is an investigator yep like Um, james joyce and so many other famous troubled artists yeah he's cloistered he's a perfectionist he uh pushes down his emotions pushes dems his emotions pushes down oh that's it pushes dems emotions into into the box that he created to protect himself um the box the box and then uh i am uh, an enthusiast Yep, which um, I kept spontaneous as an entertainer because you're a Belushi Aykroyd. No, well, there was the wing. I might have the entertainer wing oh, because okay. here I am, mic in hand. <sighs> what a letdown, Mark. Feeling melancholic, hoping it'll pass. Yeah, that was the D. That was. What else did we miss? Uh, as buzz? you know, every time it's the best episode ever, and to have just lost. God, a good. Was that an hour? That was probably the paramount episode that might we, have been the best hour we ever recorded. Might be. And Josh took a big shit on it. No, I think it was too perfect. I think the computer actually did that on purpose. What happened is we've we've got a new setup here in the romper room. Using a different, um, using a desktop computer, I just dragged over the GarageBand file from my laptop. It I, is a new computer then. Well, I dragged the, the GarageBand file from my laptop onto this computer and opened it. It warned me that it was created in a newer version. Oh, now the truth is coming out. But I didn't think it would mess up that. Like, oh. usually what that means is, like, you know, some of the software instruments no you might have used. No wonder you weren't trying to salvage it, because you knew you boofed it. Well, I once I realized, oh, it, like, oh. damaged it in the weirdest way possible. I mean, we were watching the waveforms. You have your own monitor well, I can't over see there. Them now. They're stuck. Oh. They look big. They look big and brawny, but I can't really see if they're... Yeah, I don't know why it's not following them. Yeah, there they are. <laughs> Looking good. Watching them in oh real time. I, I, you, here, hit pause and make sure this is recording right. It is. We tested I'm it. I'm not going to give you any more goods until you hit pause. All right. Feeling better? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the goods. All right. Give me the goods. You know what, though, Mark? Look at, you know, if there's one thing we learned from uh, one-time guest, uh, Costco buddy Greg Bagney, it's the art of the pivot, Mark. And what I think, um, here we are recording in a in a new studio space. We're in the romper room. I think what happened was, is I was trying to drag the past into the future, mm. and GarageBand gently reminded me that's not how we do things. Keep that shit out of this romper room. That's right, uh, <coughs> Kathleen Turner. <laughs> so there's, so we're, we've got this new GarageBand file. The only thing I dragged over was the intro music. Maybe maybe we'll have changed that too by the time this all comes to fruition mark who I knows think... oh no say something what okay um so then i heard an echo i think you're hearing a banjo lately I heard a there. delay oh no um hey i think we should do some new music it's time for us just a fresh up fresh up a fresh up it's what time for do? a fresh up let's do a fresh <laughs> hey a but fresh also up. speaking of music hey can you play that ukulele somewhere else <laughs> Okay, uh, the sweet sounds of Banjolele of uh, often Lil Watto. Oh, I'm hot, man. Well, yeah, I, I think you've got more volume than you've ever had before. Oh, yeah, maybe. Can you tone me down? You want to be turned down a little bit? That's a first. See, everything's new now, Mark. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Lil so, Watto on the uke. So kind of like welcome You'll to catch the future. Him in a future episode of In the Face. Guess what? We don't have any more on here. Speaking of little Watto, that ancient recording of him going, Natch. <gasps> Gone. Oh. 166. New era. You know what I think you should do? Because you, you know what else is gone? Probably all the farm animals. Yep, there's no all, sheep. The sound hawk? 
There's no sound hawk. It's time for a fresh slate, Josh. It is, and uh, but you're still fiddling. I'm with not that getting anywhere near the cord. Foot. I'm just stretching my leg. You're playing sexy, fucking footsie with the mic cord, and it's like right in my eye line, and it's like hovering, so your leg is extended. This, this is just an extension. Like Carol Lombard doing calisthenics <laughs> over there. It's too much. <laughs> no, stretch away. Nice games. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited. Can we? So, if we have a fresh slate, can we bake in a few tasteful additions over time? Of course. Okay. Of what, course. And for for a song, I'm assuming you're you're gonna keep a tight lid on that. You've got some ideas in mind for theme music. You don't need any contributions from. Uh, oh, I wouldn't say that. Oh. I don't. I don't know. What could we do? Just a <sighs> real quick little something. Little quick. Get little right something. into it. We're gonna new new approach. New pro- new world, new approach. Almost like a. It could just be, you know what it could be. A this ditty. could be the sound hawk. You take the little sound hawk, do something wild with it for about five seconds, and we're in the show. Oh, you're thinking no music, no theme music, just some grand or sound like effect. A little, you know, like a little ten second of music, ten second of music. Maybe you could just you could arpeggio on one of these uh, electric guitars. I, mean, I could. Here. Here's the thing: you arpeggio. Something kind of dissonant, something otherworldly. How about some minor I'll, seventh chord? I'll crash on the gong a bit. <laughs> and that's the intro. All right. Gong and arpeggio. Let's do that right after we're done with this. Give you some raw footage to work with. We can just put it right in this brand new document. This beautiful. We can put it in this show. This beautiful new Garage Band show. Oh, man. You know what? You're not the sound hawk anymore. You know who you are? Ooh. You're the investigator. <laughs> that's right. You're Clouseau. The investigator and the enthusiast. Yes. The investigator <laughs> and the enthusiast. All right. I'm changing, I'm changing the subhead of the show because back when we did the garbled version. What was it called then? A couple of fully vaxxed stallions live from the romper room. Not a lie. That is true. Now it's introducing. Introducing. The. The investigator. Does the investigator ever go first? Investigate. Sounds... Investigator and the enthusiast, the enthusiast and the investigator. Either way, they're both, you know, syllabically similar. There you go. It's a new era. It's good. Feels, you know, the investigator. The we've enthusiast. turned. Oh, I got. I got to stop getting so close to this uh, hot mic. It requires a new mindset. We've turned an obstacle into a breakthrough. Pivoted. We have. On this. Seemed like an obstacle. For a while. When really it was just a means to reach new heights, Mark. It was a moment of rebirth. So, in in summary. In summary. We we used to be a podcast. <laughs> now we're a sound experiment. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a bold experiment in conversation, we in did. investigation, in enthusiasm. Uh, it's a incisive look at the future, right? I think so. Live from the romper room. We got the romper room. We got the enthusiast. We got the investigator. We got a new clip coming. So, what did we miss? Some Enneagram talk. Some Josh's going out to a field in Nebraska and fighting over the name Meh. with pool noodles. There was Our, something else. The melancholy has faded. I was sad about losing all that content, but. Oh, the Eurosex. Oh, yeah. I guess maybe we shouldn't call this episode Eurosex Extravaganza anymore. No, maybe not. But. Uh, the oh, room. you know what else we missed is you anytime when you were talking about Dr. Browner's new line of chocolates. Well, I was going to do that, which I'm happy to. We were happy to recover again, but let's see if it happens as we revisit that story. Because previously, when you were reading about the flavors and stuff, you were clutching your breast. <laughs> it was like you were milking yourself a little bit. It wasn't. It was like a. a you want me to do that again? The tender clutch. Tender clutch. Yeah, give yourself the tender clutch. There we go. That's our episode title, The Tender Clutch. The Tender Clutch. Hold on. Let me capture that. The Tender Clutch. Don't mind me. Uh, The Enthusiast. Busy, variety-seeking type. Spontaneous, versatile, acquisitive, and scattered. I'm a seven, Mark. I'm extroverted, optimistic, versatile, and spontaneous. So you can look forward to that moving forward from ep- from episode 166, Tender Clutch. <laughs> I constantly seek new and exciting experiences like recording this podcast live with my investigator buddy. 
I have problems with impatience and uh, impulsiveness. Oh, I love it, Josh. Episode 166, The Tender Clutch, live from the romper room with the investigator and the enthusiast. Um, I'm joined by Susie Orman. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Suze Orman, Chuck Berry, Fergie, Spielberg, <laughs> so r- Astaire. It's just so right. Midler. These are all your peers. Clooney. <laughs> Willis, as in Bruce. Oh, boy. A sheen. I'm not going to tell you which sheen. I don't. Why were mine so much darker than yours? I had Van Gogh. Gog. Nietzsche. Well, we can go back to the. I had dark people. Well, you know. All right. You're a five. You're alert, insightful, you're curious. Expert at concentrating and focusing, you're independent, but you can become preoccupied, and that can become, oh, you can become preoccupied with your thoughts and your imaginary constructs, (laughs) sorghums. Uh, Some of your uh, brethren include Einstein, Oliver Sacks, John Nash, the beautiful mind guy, Hawking, Van Gogh, Munch, O'Keefe. Dolly, Dickinson, Emily, Nietzsche, Salt, James Joyce, Bill Gates, John Cage, Glenn Gould, Trent Reznor, oh. <laughs> David Cronenberg, Good Lord, Vanna Herzog, David Lynch, David Fincher, and Bobby Fischer. And the man of your dreams, Julian Assange. Unbelievable. There's a bunch of questionable characters there. Oh, wait, didn't you have... Oh, no, I had Duchovny. I had Duchovny. You're the Duke. I'm the Duke. Soap legend Dr. Bronner's is launching vegan chocolate candy bars. Yum. We've already discussed this. We think it's a win. Yeah, I think our uh, the nut of our um, <laughs> consensus... None of our consensus <laughs> via thinking about it was via oil that uh, Bronner's mission spread it far and wide. Yes, please. And you, then you were saying that maybe they're a little bit QE. And I was like, no, their message has always been about unity and love, Mark. It's it's a completely different message, but it is this sort of fringe movement that seems a little wacky. Yes, there's an eccentricity. But it's the, the right kind nature. of fringe movement that seems a little wacky. It's fringe with a pure heart. On August 1, Dr. Bronner's, a company known for its all-in-one soaps, will release Dr. Bronner's Magic All-One Chocolate, a vegan chocolate candy bar line at retailers nationwide. Fair trade chocolate, six flavors. They taste as good as the soap smells. Yep, Josh. In previous episodes, Josh was talking about how much he wanted to eat the soap and drink down his bath water. Yeah, with the peppermint bath? With a little bit of deep crevice circulating in the mix. That's good for your gut biome. Josh, which of these six flavors would you buy first? Okay. We got two nut-accented bars. Tuna? Two nut-accented bars. Ooh, a nut accent. <laughs> Roasted whole hazelnuts and salted whole almonds. I'm assuming all of these chocolate bars are made with 70% dark chocolate, sourced from regenerative organic cocoa beans, and sweetened with coconut sugar. Low glycemic. <laughs> roasted nut, roasted whole hazelnuts and salted whole almonds. Which of those two would you go to first? <laughs> hazelnuts. Absolutely. You know, I feel like almonds, almonds are good. Yep. Almonds are everywhere. Yep. A hazelnut? Yep. You don't see a hazelnut every day. Or every night. Not in this house you don't. No, not a lot of hazelnuts. Two nut butter filled options. Ah. Crunchy hazelnut butter and salted almond butter. I don't know that I love the nut butter in a chocolate bar. Oh, you're off your freaking rocker. I like it in a cup, a chocolate cup, so that I get a little more nut butter. You like more nut butter. A better nut ratio, nut to cup ratio. You want more of the nut butter. Two. Nope. How many did I say they were launching? 200. What? Six. Six? I think I was wrong. Maybe it's five. No, it says six. Well, I think one, two, three, four. Then the, the last one they give me is a smooth coconut praline. Okay. Maybe there's just a plane. I bet you there's just a plane. 
probably just a plain mark. In fact, I'm going to look at this. I love the design. Do you? They got the word magic as big as you can make it. We've got, oh, here we go, Josh. Salted whole almonds, salted almond butter, crunchy hazelnut butter, roasted whole hazelnuts, salted dark chocolate, smooth coconut praline. <laughs> smooth coconut what? Pudding? Praline. Oh, praline. <laughs> I like, uh, I might, I would do one, I would do, oh, I just. You'd eat, eat them all. I'd eat every damn one of those. Oh, shit, you'd eat every one of them. I'd eat every one of them. Hey, speaking of, didn't I send you uh, to the product review? Didn't I send you? Yep, I don't have that. What was it? It was in your text messages. Let me see. It's it's a new uh, creamer product that I've been enjoying called Sown, S-O-W-N. And it is an oat milk creamer. I don't have it here. With a little bit of organic uh, yeah, read it to cane me. sugar. I mean, what do you want from me? Well, I wanted you to look at it and well, give me your breakdown. You don't have your... First of all, I didn't think you put creamers in your coffees. Well, I don't know if you heard, Mark, but a lot of things have changed. It's a new era. It's a new era. <laughs> uh, sown organic oats. Uh, whoops. You got an oat milk creamer. Yeah, and I get the sweet and creamy flavor. There's also a vanilla, but I like the sweet and creamy. It's almost like buttercream. Mm. Turned into quite a is filthy. Is this a, where do you get this? Uh, this is something I have only been able to find at Sprouts. Oh, um, not my beloved natural grocers yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big container. You got 63 servings. Oof. That's a lot of coffee because you go through a lot of coffee. Typically lasts about a week. Everyone uses a little bit, though. Everyone loves it. Who's everyone? Me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my wife, my ch- my oldest child. Drinks coffee? No, he likes chai, and he uses it in his chai tea sometimes. One tablespoon. That's a caffeinated beverage, isn't it? Yeah, he's fine. He's not stunting his growth yeah, or nothing. Yeah, An occasional yeah, chai. Yeah. One or two doobies. Doobies? <laughs> uh, <laughs> one tablespoon, 35 calories. One gram of fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, four grams of added sugar. That's not bad, right? That's your only problem right there. That's not that much, though. Four grams? Well, it's not nothing, but it's fine. But I, What's like in a donut? Oh, a lot. How many grams are in a donut? I'm going to guess. How many grams of added sugar? Yeah, in a donut. In, a, in one donut? Yes, in a donut. <laughs> okay. And not in the hole in the donut. I'm going to guess 60. Let's See. look it up. I want to know if I'm right. Ingredients. Added grams sugar in one dough. Oh! Spelled D-O-N-U-T. Oh. Huh, how many? Donuts will cost you 250 to 550 calories. Huh. But the 15 to 30 grams of sugar in each is the real problem. That's not that bad. I mean, a freaking can of Coke is like 40 or 50, right? Yeah. And that's um, not going to hurt you. So you got organic oat milk, organic cane sugar, organic canola oil. Uh, natural this is telling me 10. Natural flavor, sea salt. Calcium carbonates. Wait, maybe four grams is a lot then. Josh, huh? but shockingly, a banana has more sugar than a donut. But it's better sugar. It's fructose. I know. Don't, but I'm just telling you. Don't hit me with that clickbait. Mm, that's not clickbait. That's the Huff Post. <laughs> Black belt in clickbait. Go ahead. That was it. I don't think you even had anything, any quibbles with those ingredients. Practically a whole food product. That I should probably stop consuming. No, I think you should live a little. I think I'm a little. I, I'm a fan of a little something in my coffee. Yeah, I mean, I don't drink. When beer I drink black coffee, it feels anymore. like I'm I'm like it's utilitarian. It's like I need this is just to get me going. Yeah, but if I put a little something in there, it's a little treat. Well, and it's good in in black coffee. Yeah. It's really good in matcha. I make like a powdered matcha. What? That I whisk with a, I have a bamboo whisk. It's quite a ceremony. It's a tea ceremony. <laughs> so hot water, matcha powder. Yeah. You and whisk, then, steep, and then you put in the. Oh, then I add my sewn, my oat milk creamer. And then, you know, what's great about that too. I'll make the first cup. I'll make it like it's too strong. There's too much matcha, too much oat milk, sweet stuff. So I'll just drink about half of it. 
freshen it up with some hot water, Mark, and I've got a whole new drink. Episode 166. 166, the tender clutch. Into the future. We are ready for the interlude because we already did the first half of this show once and we're anxious to get to the second. Really? Just like that? Yeah, man. Okay. We got stuff to do. Jeez. If you want me to have any energy left for BBC buddies. Okay, here we go to the interlude. Make me read. Investigator, I'm the enthusiast. Welcome, welcome back. Uh, that was amateur. <clears throat> what a new project of New York City-based musician and filmmaker Jack Whitescarver. Mm. Mark, he grew up like you in the American South. Mm. Ish. Well, I mean, he's from Virginia. <gasps> I thought you'd like that. A fellow old Virginian. That's right, but his story now finds itself in the vaporized bodily ether of the New York dance floor. Let me ask you this. Is Did this you a, write that? No. Is this is this a word? A-E-T-H-E-R? Isn't it just E-T-H-E-R? Yeah, that's a stylized sort of Is that an alternate spelling? spelling, maybe? Aether? Should the A and the E be, like, touching? Is it that the, weird yeah, thing? It's that, yeah, what is that thing? Good, good, 
Good call. Yeah. Right? Uh, Mark, let me ask you if you got these things in listening to that song. Oh, God. Um, no, maybe not. Ether. Playf- I got vaporized. Playfully illegible? Uh, that wasn't playful. It, it kind of reminded me. It was like kind of Robert Smith. Yeah. It had an eight. It has a darkness. It had a 16 candles to it. I enjoyed it, Mark. Uh, but then again, I like the sparse, the experimental, the sometimes humorous. Nah. What do we got, Mark? What's, okay, Josh. Let's get to it. Josh, I just. Are you even pulling in the stuff that I texted you? You didn't. Yeah. Put, you didn't put in the sewn. I didn't get that one. Just checking. And I didn't get your Dave Carney hemorrhoid story, but I'm sure you'll bring that up before we're done. What do you mean you didn't get that? Well, I didn't have time to throw it in here. I didn't put it in here. Did I text it to you? Where did that? You emailed me something. I emailed it to you. I did. Okay. Josh, real quick, this just struck me. Two headlines back to back from a few days ago. Okay. Biden to announce U.S. will aim to cut carbon emissions by as much as fifty-two percent by twenty thirty at virtual climate summit. You'll remember that. I'll remember that. You're instructing me to remember. <laughs> that? Or, you'll, or we, I we will. We rejoined the climate discussion in a meaningful way. That was nice. Some big hefty goals. Right above it, NASA's rover makes breathable oxygen on Mars. What's going to win? Are we leaving no. or are we staying? Well, we, maybe like a pod, a clutch, a tender clutch of 30 might leave. Of, of carefully selected Elon Musk. Yeah, the, cool white, the whitest. I'm sure the whitest and manliest will get out. Manliest? Manliest. Aether. I don't know. It seems like a race. Yeah, I mean. I a race to do good and save what we've got or a race to just. Why don't we try doing shit the coop and both things at once? Well, I, hey, they're both in my news feed, so that's a good sign. Okay. Josh, to the content swamp. Okay. A story from you. From me. Three revenue increasing reasons why you should use a podcast in your content marketing strategy. Oh, yeah. I saw this on LinkedIn. I thought maybe we could just give it a QA. Quality assurance, Mark. Yeah, what does that mean, give it a QA? Like, let's run quality assurance on it. Okay. Let's read through it and see if it's up to snuff. Isn't that... All right. I'm sorry, Mark. I work in the startup world. Maybe maybe some of these terms (laughs) are are a little uh, This is Millette Jones, Entrepreneur Leadership Network writer and podcast podcast strategist. (laughs) Podcast? (laughs) What what am I just reading here? Okay. This is on entrepreneur.com. Tip to tail. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Entrepreneur Leadership Network writer. What does that mean? That sounds pay to play. Podcast strategist is her. Uh. That is so. I mean, we tried to be that <laughs> n- that niche once, and it didn't end well. In a world full of misleading internet marketing ads, solid value based content stands above the noise. Content marketing is one of the most effective strategies, and you've heard this before. So I'm going to keep moving. Yada yada, Josh. The three three reasons. One, your ideal target customers want to consume content more quickly and conveniently. Yep, that was in our pitch deck, right? I think th- it's like you can listen to it while you're Snatch taking a studios? bath. Yeah. Taking a crap. Uh, taking a drive. Remember that? In the f- in Mowing the, the lawn. What was it? In the den with Crazy Fox? In the Fox den? Oh, yeah. Speaking of Bronners, we did. We pit. Did you ever get that pitch deck to him? I feel uh, like we were relying on your infamous network. I tried. I don't think it ever got to him. Uh, that would have been gold. That would have been gold. That was a good one. I thought I still good. have that pitch. That was a good pitch. I think we made like some mandala fox face thing that we <laughs> that had him in it. We too. the uh CFO. Or excuse me. <laughs> CCO. I wouldn't call you the CFO. I'm the CCO, right? Yeah. I this I you know, sorry. I'm gonna look here because if it's here <laughs> it's here. You actually hung on to something? Oh, God. Oh, it's probably on your Google Drive, huh? It's on my Google Drive. It is a keynote file. So All I right, let's I... abandon that podcast article. <laughs> and go for this. Yeah. She's already sparked something in it that in us that is worth pursuing. Josh, I'm opening it in keynote. I can't wait to show this to you. Can I, should I just throw it up on my screen? <laughs> I don't know if we have that technology available I'll to us. I'll just bet yet. you do. All right, here we go. For next episode. For now. 
We've got one, two, three, four, five, six slides. Are six you ready? Six slides, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Remember that? Natch, we make amazing podcasts. You should make one with us. We've got an idea. Ah, oh, come on. Some in. God damn it. Look at that space background. The How block do you not and the font. skip to deck or slide two? Why podcast? I think this is the article that we're about reading right now. I know. I think we summed it up. What's it? Can we get a timestamp on this article or on this pitch deck, Mark? Yeah, this is 1976. Yeah, my birth year. Uh, this, we've got a screen grab of a Neiman Lab article. How did the GE branded podcast, The Message, hit number one on iTunes in part by sounding nothing like an ad? We have a logo of the Cleveland Browns launching their podcast. Oh, the dog pile cast? What was that one called? I don't remember. Browns cast? We've got Gimlet, Panoply, and Natch right next to it. <laughs> by in, nature, in league with. <laughs> by nature, the podcast is authentic. It's egalitarian. It's retro, but still progressive. Also, branded podcasts are about to pop. I think we put egalitarian in there just for Bronners, if I, I had to guess. Did. Look at that. That's why you podcast. That's all you need to know. Why us? Why the fuck not? We've got the chops. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> yep. There's a Forbes logo, and it says the 25 most influential kingmakers in consumer oh. and retail companies. Mark Brush, editor-in-chief, Nutrition Business Journal. For some reason, we highlighted me. We get you. New Hope Plus. He got a picture. What's the guy's name? I don't know. I can't see. He, oh, you can't see that far. He's the. Uh, he squeezes things. The uh, tip. The, the tip South butcher. African band. Fela Cooley. No, the guy and the girl. Dark. We have Deontward on there. That's yeah, and he's the guy. What's the guy? Ninja. Ninja holding the hold. He's got his toothbrush in his mouth, and he's holding a bottle of Bronner's soap. Oh, I see. Our idea being industry plus. Whoops. Well, we'd have <laughs> to take that out of this deck. He's fully canceled at this point. Well, I think he. Yeah, was having like weird, some weird sex with young oh. ladies. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Weird sex with young ladies. That's why us. And we got a quote from Zach Normandon. <laughs> Zach. He says, "We're good at this. Amazing episodes. So great. I was laughing out loud. Genuinely love what these guys are doing." Oh, dude. Oh boy. And how of the moment was Normandon back then? I mean, this pitch deck should still be in orbit. Oh, there's the mandala. Oh, the, it's like his face. <laughs> the pitch, part one. In the den with Crazy Fox. It's David Bronner front and center. Your weird mandala fox faces. <laughs> it's pretty striking, though. It is. I, I feel like that one punches. The pitch, part two. Rough vision. Rough. Your daily meditation with David Bronner from Spaceship Earth. Ah, That's all I need to know. Party vibe, background chatter, like Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. It's like he's in a room full of just grooving happy people. Eating chocolates, drinking bathwater. Topics flow from activism, GMOs, hemp, the chem lobby, etc. It's what he cares about. That's what we're talking about. Calls to action in the outro as appropriate. Vote no on whatever. <laughs> on whatever. Whatever you're caring about right now. Man! Key details, five minutes per episode. An initial test run of 25 episodes. We produce it, David Stars. Dude. Why is that not happening? I, that's, I don't understand. And then the last slide here. <laughs> Remember that photo? Yeah, that's a good photo. Natch, all one or none. Let's make a podcast. We even used their, we co-opted their mission statement. I mean, Because we know them. All right. What is Natch.is? That was our old website. But what was on that? I thought that was the blog stuff. Well, it was a WordPress site. But it had like pages I... for, like it had decks, sort of like decks, like pages that we'd send clients to that had like samples. God, I can't remember that at all. I remember when Natch.is was a blog and we were writing articles. Well, it was it was Natchcom.com and then we... No, Natchcom.com is the <laughs> guys up in Boulder. No, I know that, <laughs> but you started it first as like a... Natch.is... No, I think we called it Natch.is much later. That was the first website. That was the one I bought. For real? Yeah. But I think it was a blog. And you, mm. you, you know, <clears throat> you contributed thought pieces. Like why to go to shop at Whole Foods, whatever. But I feel like I... But then it shifted to an agency. We switched it to .is, though, later. 
It was it was one of the podcasts. I groups. never had Match.com. You had something, and it wasn't dot is. I don't think. Anyway, <laughs> here's here's the play. You I tell don't remember it. Was it a website just as an agency? I don't remember that. We make podcasts. It's the future. That oh, kind of thing. I do remember. That. So, Mark, it was good looking. It was handsome. It uh, glitched. It was WordPress, so it glitched a little on certain certain mm. devices. Mm. Here's the play, Mark. Oh. Can you tell me when we created that? Uh, it should be in there somewhere. Oh, I can tell you when it was last modified. Okay. December 29th, two days before the new year, 2015. Oh, dude. Okay. That's six years ago. So in those six years, Five I'm sure prominent kingmaker in the natural product space you've probably grown closer to the Bronner's camp i'm sure you're doing research projects with them that you can't talk about right you've got the inside track who's the guy who like got himself thrown in jail that wasn't crazy fox that that you, was my guy adam adam eidinger eidinger so, so next time you have him over for dinner yep why don't you dig this up be like hey dude check it out i stumbled on this the other day we we should still do this yeah don't go to Natch.is, but we should still do this. Yeah. Get this in front of the Fox Man. Yeah. Anyway. But would we do it? I would do that. That yeah. one seems so fun, fun and like light. I mean, Not a lot of heavy lifting. I, I can just see it. I can hear it. I can see, you, you need to do it as a video, too, now, I think. Why not? You need to set up a little studio with a lot of cushions and candles. and Easier than you might think. You know Captain DIY over here has got some ideas. <laughs> some of them I've even uh, road tested, so some video recording ideas. I'm working with a client. We're building a little YouTube studio to oh, video podcast. Oh. Wait, where's my cut? That sounds like uh, agency I'm, I'm, work. I'm not doing that for them. Uh -huh. It's happening. I'm consulting. That's your cut. <laughs> where's my cut? <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know. Did I tell you anything? Did you contribute anything to Legacy, <laughs> legacy cut. Uh, all right, that's done with that story. Patio, patio, <laughs> podcasting and audio content are easier to create. I mean, yes and no. Mm, that's the millet, myth. I millet. put that as a myth, Mark. Yeah, I put that as a myth. I'm not going to say that. Like it's easy to gather the assorted media that you need to create it, but you need the vision. Ugh. You need the editing. Creativity. You need the sound. Design. Hawkishness. Three, you can repurpose podcast episodes into multiple pieces of content that are published in diverse formats. I'll give her that. That That is the probably the one bit of new insight. Yeah, that's good. Back when we gave Crazy Fox that desk, people weren't <sighs> thinking about YouTube and their podcasts. Ugh. Those were separate worlds back then. I am sending... Oh, do you have Keynote? Uh, Probably. I'm going to send it to you so you can just look at it. You're so I can just bathe in it nightly? <laughs> yep. So I can drink that bath water? I want it. There it is. What's oh, next, Mark? Revisit that. Josh, one more before we wrap up. Well, wait. Should we do the hemorrhoids thing? Well, the last one before you wrap up <laughs> is to the water bears. Josh. Yes. Tardigrades are back in the news. You know that we are nothing if not the go-to source of tardigrade podcast information. I am an enthusiast. I'm a water bear enthusiast. These water bears have shown up in countless episodes of Natch. There's water bears in N9K. literally in every episode. Even if we don't talk about them, they're in the spittle, the vaccinated spittle that right now well, had a whole is moistening thought. this condenser mic, Mark. What are you doing? <laughs> well, before, I'm going to get to these tardigrades, but if this is a new beginning, are we going to call it? It's still N9K. It's 9,000. Are you going to go with 9,000? I don't know. Check the tape. What should we? Yeah. Who knows what we're going to? Tardigrades can survive being shot out of a high-speed gun, Josh. This I knew. Did you also know? Is this the story that has it? Oh, here we go. Every story starts this way. Tardigrades, those adorable chubby water bears. They love to say that. Mm -hmm. Notoriously hardy. They tell people about tar the uh, tell them what, if people haven't been following. They look along. like they kind of look like a multi-pronged, uncircumcised penis. Ugh. Don't they? Doesn't look like a glob of not multi-pronged. They look like that with if 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 it had little 
Is it? Six claws. I guess the they have claws. It's not like each, each appendage looks like the uncircumcised it's face. Separate. No, it's like one shaft. It's like an uncircumcised penis face. Uh, Josh, tell them, tell the people what they are. Excuse me? <laughs> They're microscopic organisms that are capable yeah. of surviving in the depths of space. Extreme cold, extreme heat. You got it. They There's can, practically they can, like, not a thing that can kill them. And they like they, they can be frozen for like eighty years and then come back to. But life. But their lifespan isn't as long as I thought it would be. I think their lifespan no. is only like forty years or something. Oh. But you've been, you've been eating, drinking, ingesting, caressing water bears your whole life. You just don't know it. In the new study, a group of researchers at the University of Kent in the United Kingdom decided to test if heart, if tardigrades could also survive high-speed impacts. To do this, they fed the tardigrades and then tucked them into bed. That is, they froze the creatures into a hibernation mode called the tun state. T-U-N-N-E? T-U-N. In which their metabolism decreased to 0.1% their normal rate. I tune state. A tune state. Then they fired the critters at different speeds out of a two-stage light gas gun. They could survive impacts of nearly 3,000 feet per second. Uh, Josh, that means that the, the tardigrades aboard the Bereshit probe... Okay, whatever. There was something in here where they also shot out a squid. What? They were doing something with the squid. Let me see if that's a different story. They were shooting squids? Squid, tardigrade. That Google search should work. <laughs> Not a recipe. <laughs> yep, baby squid and tardigrades are heading to space. NASA's launching a glowing baby squid and 5,000 tardigrades into space. They're going to rocket them out there, study them. Josh, Mark. what a show it's been. Episode 166. Let's get clutch, to Clutch the tender clutch. Let's go to the day. I can't wait for 167. <laughs> trying to skirt it just really quickly. Let's go to the day of Carney. Okay. He's been uh, contributing to the blog over at Strange Love Skateboards. Yeah, what's Dave up to these days? He's been contributing to the blog over <laughs> at Strange Love Skateboards. He's still doing a lot of uh, collage art. Is he consulting in the advertising I'm, game anymore? Probably. He's a busy boy. Huh. But he's got this new column that I really like. It's called Scent. I'll read you the intro. I like email. I like writing emails, and I like receiving emails. I write long emails. It's well known that I write long emails. <laughs> I think most of my friends hate my long emails because most people treat email like a text or a tweet. There's a character limit. Nuh-uh. I don't know if you've looked, but there is no bottom to an email. That's right. It goes to infinity. I'm not kidding. Try it. I just hit return on an email and sat here for about five minutes watching the cursor descend and descend and descend. I'm pretty sure my cursor is the is in the Marina's trench right now. So anyway, he takes... I'm just going to read you a little more because this is interesting. I take full advantage of that endless sheet of paper that is an email, and I treat it like my own creative writing class and tinker with all kinds of ideas and linguistic nonsense, sort of like when a stand-up comedian works out new material at a club. And while I consider what I'm doing in my emails writing, I don't consider it writing. Like when Linus writes the fuck out of a letter to the great pumpkin with his tongue, tongue wagging out. That's serious writing. Uh, so anyway, I like this idea. He uses email as like a sketch pad. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. This is interesting, too, for an investigator. Um, <laughs> oh, well, that's me. I write very casually in my emails now, and I'm not as much of a stickler for grammar and spelling as I used to be. I used to rail against the cursory slapdash quality of, an, of the emails I'd receive. God damn it, grammar and spelling rules still apply, people. But I've since joined those whom I've been unable to beat and embrace the blasé manner in which most people treat email. I admit, it's way more fun. Sort of like when you're having a dork session on a curb with friends. What does that That's mean? That's education right there, Mark. That's <sighs> like you're doing slappy grinds. Environments free of rules breed creativity. So, for instance, he writes his emails in lowercase... He says it has nothing nothing to do with E.E. E. Cummings. Ooh, Greg Bagney style. Who, by the way, did not spell his own name in lowercase as publishers tend to enjoy doing. I also give less of a shit about punctuation. I don't italicize book or movie titles. He's a general carelessness, he says. <laughs> That's funny. His level of going rogue with grammar is probably still pretty high up compared to others. Well, true. 
Oh, this is good too. But he still has certain rules. He still spells out every number between one and ten, which I agree with. He never acronymizes phrases like "by the way," and I always use the Oxford comma. He says, "Oh, that's a stickler." He will never budge on that one. He actually convinced me. He and Jeff Steen convinced me that the Oxford comma was good back in the dining out days. Do you remember Steen got it into his head that we needed to use the Oxford comma? There were many editorial meetings. We had to run it up the pole, and finally it was agreed, yes, we'll use the Oxford comma. And then, like, for the next three years that I was there, it was constantly, like, editing, finding needed, yeah. like, Oxford commas and old menu listings and stuff. The, oh, it never ended, but it was still the right call. I back you, Steen. Um, so anyway, I don't know. Maybe we'll let Dave know that we chatted about this, but I here's a submission. <laughs> Because basically... The, oh, wait, oh, you just submitted this? No, no, no. So what he does is he looks through his old emails, I think, and shares them. Yeah. Did um, he share this one, or you're suggesting that he I'm share it? I'm suggesting he could share this one if he wanted. Because I searched back through my emails. Um, this fits right in with seasonal uh, deep ass itch, too. I think oh, God. this might even be an origin story to that. Let's check this out. So this is... Uh, What's the name of the... Uh Oh, he's still. Oh, sorry, I'm catching up. He'd still the acid. The dog was the collage stuff. Acid invader. Acid invader. What's the name? Where's he blogging? I want to look up. Strange the blog. love skateboards. Okay, proceed. So, Mark, for our crazy fox segment, we went all the way back to 2015. Mm-hmm. Let me take you back to November 17th, 2006. God, who has that email? 12:27 p.m. Here's what I wrote, Dave. If I remember my big brother intros, you've been asked this question before, but what does a hemorrhoid feel like? <laughs> uh, a, minute, uh. a miniature pair of fingers pinching your rectum? Question? If so, I think I've got one. Is there anything beyond a tux pad that soothes? Best. Josh. Uh, here he wrote back, yup. Uh, I describe it as tiny little beavers chewing on your butthole. Oh, come on. Well, that's what he describes it as. (laughs) You can look it up on the internet or squat over a mirror. (laughs) God. Insane advice. But it's basically a blood vessel or vessels that are swollen and sticking out of your butt. Prep H works, but it has shark oil in it and it stinks. I recommend some sort of itch cream like cortisone. Just a little dab between the cheek and butts. Right there on the butthole. (laughs) These are like illicit instructions. When they're really bad, you got to start taking that shit around (laughs) around with you. Warm baths are also good. I've read that bar soap is not good, however. Congratulations, you're stuck with that forever and ever. Mine were horrible at first. That's the baths. Now I don't get them that often, and when they do come around, they don't really flame up that bad. Oh, it's a chronic thing. Yeah. Is that true for everybody? I don't know. I mean, I guess if you get them, you might get them again, but I don't... And that's a different condition than seasonal deep ass itch. I think what I actually had was probably just an irritated butthole from over-itching. Because I don't don't think I have hemorrhoids. I didn't... Well, here's what I wrote back. You know what, number one... Well, here's two pieces of advice for hemorrhoids. One, don't sit on the toilet any longer than you have to. You know who gave me that advice? Colonel Lynch in Russian history mm. in 11th grade back at St. Stephen's High School. Why in Russian history? Was that I like, don't know. Is that, is that <laughs> Russian wisdom? It's unclear. Okay, because... Um, Never sit on the toilet longer than you have to. That was his advice. He was about a 75-year-old man at the time. so he, That's smart, though. Remember, you know my whole theory about how the, the era of social media. See, I, I, I think there's uh, causation and correlation. I think if you could get the data, Mark, you, you'd look at the rise in smartphone technology and usage, and it would dovetail with a rise in hemorrhoidal activity. Hemorrhoidal activity. We need to talk to some proctologists and some... Uh, data analysts so my reply to dave last time i squatted over a mirror i nearly puked and that was mine and that was minus the roids well i mean who said that you or him i said that to him because he suggested i squat over a mirror i'll have to trust my instincts and your descriptions 
Short, listen to this though. This is, dude. It's amazing how things. Way connect. to end the episode. Are you ready for things to connect though? I hope so. Bring us home, Josh. A short while after I felt the pinch, I was at the library, uh. flipping through the Legs McNeil oral history of the porno industry. He wrote one of, of the porno industry too. Who says porno? I guess I did. <laughs> Back when we like to have the O in there. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know why I said porno industry. <laughs> That's what gets you? Yep. I happened upon a passage by Annie Sprinkle in which she hypothesized I don't know that, that her roids saved her from getting AIDS in the 80s because she couldn't have butt sex. <laughs> and then I suggested that uh, we could start a roid club. <laughs> well so done. Is, does he sell these collages? I think he does, yeah. Uh-huh. I think he's had gallery shows and stuff. Huh. All right. So thanks, thanks for sharing that. It, I thought that was You good. let me know if it shows up on that blog. Oh, right. Well, I'm looking at this blog, and it's they are Dave Carney posts, but they need to change their... If you go to the blog, yeah, it looks like Sean Cliver wrote them all. Just change the author field. I'll give Dave that note. You give him that note. Because that, you, you that's ha- just a simple WordPress fluke right there, I think, or whatever. Well, there. you could fix that. Yeah, you could fix it. If that. you just took the time. Sean Cliver, I think, is probably the, does the art there. Right, but then if you open the f- actual post, it starts with by Dave Carney. No, you need to put Dave Carney. Okay. You know what's funny? Somebody might not even click on that. You know what's hilarious about him saying all that stuff in emails? I wonder if I have... It would take a while to find this email, but... Do you remember when we were asking him to join the Natch Ranch back in the day? He joined. I know he joined, but do you remember like at first when I was describing the endeavor and there was something you wanted to do. You wanted to use like ampersands <laughs> yeah, instead right. of hands. And he like freaked out about that. He's he like, was if out. he's going to do any of that shit, then count me out. I don't want to be involved in that shit. <laughs> I did want to use ampersands. And you might, maybe you wanted no case, no uppercase. I don't remember. It was very high concept. Oh, it was all just a desire to be web f- first. How was that being web like, first? Like using I still to this day, if I do an M dash, I put spaces around it. That's why would you do that? Online, it looks better. No, it doesn't. Oh yeah, Wrong. easier to read online. <laughs> and ampersands are easier than reading the word. Yeah, ants? just quick. Just yeah. it was, it's free. St- it's it's what he's talking about. Being a little casual and loose with your emails. It's using that email style for your official style. All right, buddy. You're getting worked up. I like it. That's the future. That's what the future holds. Uh, well, we An did aggressive it. investigator, a lighthearted enthusiast, entertainment, iconoclastic behavior, a romped room, a romp, a room for romping. Episode one sixty six. Tender clutch. Tender clutch. On its way out. It's a new era, people. It is. Feels good, right? I'm excited. Let's go make a song.